tayong lahat. Isang amunang balakas sa palakpak para sa Panginoon. Okay, uh, in our first service, we had guest speaker, si Bishop Ariel Oleras from Japan. Actually, he helped us in a way room around here sa Kabite. Siya ay nagdala sa amin sa violin, sa uh, Pechenko, somewhere sa dyan, yung pinaka, isa sa mga pinaka-remote na lugar dito sa Kabita when we were uh, campaigning. At uh, I asked him if he wants to still speak in the second uh, service, but he has another schedule. Kasi talagang sinabi ko sa kanya per service, we were supposed to have another speaker uh, this morning. But you know, as a pastor, I always say, uh, you must always be prepared in every aspect, every time, in every season. So, sino sa inyo naniniwala na yung pananampalataya na meron tayo ay regalo ng Diyos sa'yo? Amen? He actually shared this morning energizing faith. Energizing faith, which is basically focused, how do you energize your faith? Of course, the first thing that he mentioned, through prayer, and secondly, through worship, and thirdly, through the Word of God. Pag ikaw ay babad sa panalangin, pag ikaw ay babad sa pagsamba, pag ikaw ay babad sa salita ng Diyos, you always find yourself in the center of the will of God. And this second great celebration, I'll be sharing emerging faith. Actually, sinerik ko ito kahapon sa National Prayer Fellowship, but in a very short way. Diretsuhan, at uh, walang masyadong uh, mga illustrations or whatever. But this morning, we'll be talking about this in a little bit na detailed. Sa Hebrews chapter 12, sa Hebrews chapter 12, mapapansin natin, sa verses 1 and 2, ganito ho yung uh, sinasabi. Ang sabi dyan, Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by such, as I would do, looking unto, balik tayo sa verse 1, pakilagay nga sa verse 1, pakitulungan na lang ako. As I would do, therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Do you know, when the book of Hebrew was written, lagi ko kasi nasabi whenever I speak from this passage, from this book, naniniwala talaga ako si Apostle Paul ang author nito. But many scholars could not even uh, say about that. Sabi nila si, si Aquinas daw, or si Priscilla, or such thing. Of course, they, they, they have some point, pero si Apostle Paul kasi yung well-versed pag pinag-uusapan yung tradition pinag-uusapan yung Old Testament rules and principles and the Old Testament way of looking at the temple, at the offering, and he was good. The author of this uh, particular book is so good in basically explaining such thing. Yung mga bagay na yun. Pero magandang background kasi na maintindihan natin sa book of Hebrews. Sa Acts, when Jesus said, and the Holy Spirit will come upon you and you will receive power. Therefore, Go, ang sabi niya, to Jerusalem and other parts of the world. And generally, pag binasa mo ang Acts chapter 1 hanggang Acts chapter 7, nandun lang sila sa 
Jerusalem. At ang nangyari doon, they were uh, they were uh, empowered by the Holy Spirit. Then sa Acts chapter 2, the Holy Spirit came. Sa Acts chapter 3, si Peter at si John, when they entered the temple, nagkaroon ng miracle. Sa Acts chapter 4, they basically uh, paced the government officials. Then sa Acts chapter 5, si Ananias and Sapphira, nagkaroon ng a little bit of teaching about about a grace and law. Then yung pagbibigay ng tama at ng lahat, ng the best sa Panginoon. Then chapter 6, ang nangyari doon, Stephen was stoned to death because he really was so committed in the ministry. Then Acts chapter 7, pumili ang Panginoon o si, si Apostle o si Pumili, pumili si Peter na mga magiging leader ng church. Then Acts chapter 9, na-scatter yung church into different places. Pero yung church sa Acts chapter 8, hindi na-scatter dahil gusto nila mag-church planting. Hindi sila nag-meeting tapos mag-plant ng church sa Pangasinan. Mag-plant ng church sa Tarlac. Mag-plant ng church sa Cavite na minsan ginagawa ng maraming churches ngayon. In their time, na-scatter yung church Because of the persecution. Because of what was Nero doing. The emperor in their time. Then yung Acts chapter 2 hanggang Acts chapter 8, basically, then Acts chapter 9, si Apostle Paul, nagkaroon ng, ng salvation experience. Then Acts chapter 10, si Peter, nagkaroon ng, ng miracle. Lahat yon ay pumapaloob yung detalye ng kasaysayan sa Acts is makikita sa Book of Hebrews. In the book of Hebrews, ang emperor dito si Nero. Ano ang significance? Bakit kailangan nating maintindihan yun? Simply lang, because the church was being persecuted. The church was being destroyed during the time of Nero. Naririnig nyo na ako minsan binabanggit ko about the emperor Nero. You know why? Simply because We need to understand yung kalagayan ho natin sa church ngayon, napaka-bless. Diba? Minsan ang struggle lang natin kaya hindi tayo makapag-church, ano, pagod. Kasi may schedule tayong iba. O kaya kuyat tayo. O kaya may trabaho tayo. That's simply the struggle. But during the time when the book of Hebrews was written, it was tremendously so uncanny. Meaning, ibang klase. They were being stoned to death. They were being thrown into the lion's den. They were being, what? Put into fire. Naalala ko si Nero sa sobrang, sa sobrang baliw ng emperor na to. Dumating yung time, ini-invite niya minsan yung mga generals niya sa kanyang bahay, of course, in the, in the, uh, how do you call that, sa kanilang palasyo. At, kakain sila ng around 5 o'clock pag nagdilim, sisindihan nila yung mga poste iilaw at ang mga nakasabit doon ay yung mga mananampalataya na merong gasolina at sinusunog nila para lumiwanag at sila ay makakain ng maayos. Imaginin mo na lang, habang kumakain ka, may nagsisigawan sa tabi mo, sinusunog para meron kayong liwanag. That was the time. At dumating yung mga pagkakataon na ang nangyari sa kanila hinuhuli yung mga believers. Yung nabaliw ko sa Siniro when he was in his insanity state. Ang nangyari, pinasunog niya ang kalahati ng rope. 
dito sa kanyang isip, ang ginawa ng mga generals, ipagkalat natin na yung mga kristyano ang nagpasunog. Bakit? Kasi naglapas sila dati ng pabasahin na simple, ang sabi doon, if you will not recognize and accept Jesus Christ, you will be thrown into hell, into the fire. And they, word, uh, they, they, they use the word Gehenna. Kaya ang sabi ng mga generals ng Nero para hindi ibalik ang sise sa gobyerno, sabihin natin, yung mga mananampalataya, yung mga kristyano ang nagpasunog. And after that, naging legal sa kanilang kapanahunan na pag ikaw ay merong naging nakitang isang kristyano na naniniwala, nananampalataya kay Jesus, pwede mong patayin at ayon ay may reward. Imagine mo na lang, no? papatayin mo yung isang mananampalataya, may reward pa yung pangyayari. And that is the situation. And I want you to see, alam nyo minsan, gusto ko ma-realize din talaga natin eh, sa biyaya ng Panginoon. Ma-recognize din natin. Imagine, if you find yourself in that kind of context, if you find yourself in that kind of culture, simply declaring your faith in Jesus Christ can bring you to jail. Not even jail can persecute you and would even lead you to death. Why? Because you simply said, Jesus is my Lord and my Savior. Pag nakita ka sa church, sa gatherings, kaya ang nangyari noon, yung time ni Nero, nagkaroon sila ng mga house churches na hindi halata. Hindi nila pwedeng sabihin na pagtitipon nyo ng mga mananampalataya. Bakit kamo? Sapagkat sila ay hindi lamang huhulihin. Sila ay pahihirapan at hindi lamang pahihirapan. Sila ay papatayin at hindi lamang ordinaryong kamatayan. Sila ay papako sa krus, ipapakain sa mga leon. Dumating pa yung time. Sa time ni Nero yung diaspora na tinatawag. Yung mga hudyo na mga sanggol. For three years, that was 1865 hanggang 68, basically, anong ginagawa nila? Yung mga baby kinukuha nila, then ginagawa nilang pain para makahuli sila ng mga crocodiles. Ganun ho katindi, lalo na pag ikaw ay pinanganak ng isang ina o ama na kristyano at mananampalataya. And those were the struggles. Those were the persecutions. Unlike the problems we face right now. Ngayon ang problema lang na hinaharap natin minsan, di ba? Ayoko mag-church, bakit? Hindi ko type yung sound system eh. Hindi ko, hindi ko type. Sino ba yung pastor? Baka hindi si Pastor Paul yung mag-preach. Baka, baka ang mag-preach si ganito. Ah, hindi ako mag-church muna. Bakit? Kasi medyo mainit-init ako ng konti eh. Hindi lang pala naligo. Hello? Pagkasabi sa katabi, hindi naman siguro ikaw yun. No? O sabihin mo na lang sa katabi mo, umamin ka na. But the point is this, iba ho yung commitment. Iba yung meaning ng commitment noon, iba yung meaning ng commitment ngayon. Noon pag sinabing commitment, committed ka kahit anong mangyari. Kahit may kapalit na hindi maganda because you said you are committed then committed. Kaya ngayon, ang commitment, close and open parenthesis, ang kakambal ay comfort. 
Sino nakaka-talo? Nakaka eh hangkat walang masyadong apekt, affected sa time ko, pag hindi masyadong affected yung schedule ko, pag hindi masyadong affected yung ganito ko, eh magkukumit ako. And that's basically how we define commitment in our time. And that why this book, that's why this book was written, the book of Hebrew. Pinakita doon that Jesus is better and greater than our forefathers. Jesus is greater than the angels. Jesus is greater than Moses. Sa Hebrews chapter 3, sa chapter 2, He's greater than, than the angels. Sa chapter 4, He's greater than the tradition. Sa chapter 5, He's greater than the temple. Sa chapter 6, He's greater than every priest. And chapter 7 including, is greater than Melchizedek. Chapter 8 is greater than the temple. And chapter 9 and 10 is greater than every rule and leaders. But that is a chapter 11, dito na kinote, yung pinag-usapan kanina, yung sinar ni Bishop Ariel, the heroes of faith. Minensyon niya si Abraham, minensyon niya si David, si Lorahab, minensyon niya lahat ng mga mahalagang characters sa Old Testament. Pero pagdating sa huli, sabi niya, but they did not attain what they believed into. Why? Actually, binabanggit yung mga taong yun, hindi para kabiliban. Kasi di ba, oh, tignan mo yung pananampalataya ni Abraham, mahalaga naman yun as a lesson. Tignan mo yung pananampalataya ni David, tignan mo si Rahab, pero ang sinasabi, Actually, ng, ng author ng Hebrew, he was actually saying simply this, whoever you mention, Jesus is greater than all of them. Amen? He is greater than all of them. Sa scripture ho, walang pagkakahati-hati. Hebrews 11, 12 sa scripture, dire-diretso lang yung, yung, yung writings. Dire-diretso lang yung letter. Eh pagkatapos niyang sabihin yun, pumasok na yung verse 1. Then verse 2, Looking unto Jesus, the founder and the perfecter of our faith, who poured the joy, he said, was set before him and endured the cross. I have two particular favorite verses. And if you've been attending the church, you basically know those two verses. Una yung Romans chapter 11 verse 36 for from him through him and for him are all things. Alam niyo pag marami ho ako na accomplish sa buhay, pag may mga nilagay ako ni Lord sa ganitong kalagayan, sa ganitong position, tapos napapansin ko yung sarili ko hindi confident, hindi boastful and prideful, I come to that verse again. For from him, through him and for him are all things. Amen na wag-wag mong kakalimutan na nanggagaling sa Kanya, na nanatili dahil sa Kanya, at lahat ng meron ka, skills man yan, o ano man yan, para magbigay ng kalwalhatian sa Kanya na nagbigay sa'yo ng lahat ng meron ka. Amen? And this is one of the two favorite verses I have in the Scripture. Every verse in the Scripture is so powerful, but there are particular verses that you really live your life and base your life. And this is one of them. Is sinabi dito, looking to Jesus, the founder, and the perfecter of our faith, and the, the, the part two, is what I really love. 
that for the joy, sabi na natin lahat, joy. Can you, can you say louder than that? Joy. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross. How do you endure suffering? How do you endure persecution? How do you endure treasures? How do you endure problems? How do you endure when people say a lot of negative things about you? How do you enjoy or endure when people would say, hindi mo kaya yan, ang taas naman ng pangarap mo, naniniwala ka maging negosyante, naniniwala ka maging doktor, naniniwala ka maging engineer, naniniwala ka maging architect, ang taas naman ng pangarap mo. How do you endure? Whenever you hear those kind of comments, people say about you, how do you enjoy the cross? In other words, ang sabi dito ni Apostle Paul, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. Amen? Sa lahat ng pagpapagod, sa lahat ng pressure, wag na wag mong kakalimutan sa dulo niyan, laging merong reward. Amen? Sa dulo ng lahat ng kalungkutan, merong kagalakan. Sa dulo lang lahat ng kahirapan, laging merong pagpapala. Ang Panginoon hindi pumapayag na mabuhay ka lang sa isang buhay na hindi mo gusto, sa isang buhay ng karamdaman, sa isang buhay ng kahirapan, ang plano ng Diyos sa buhay mo. Yes, idaalaw ka niyang dumaan minsan sa mga problema na ayaw mo, sa mga problema na sa tingin mo sobrang bigat. But at the end of the day, God is a God of justice. Ano bang pagod? Pressures, struggles, ang inalaw ni Lord na daanan mo, bandang huli, laging merong kapalit na pagpapala at kagalakan na nanggagaling sa Kanya. Amen. How do we have emerging faith? Number one, it is a faith that is Jesus as the focus. Sabihin nga natin lahat, Jesus is the focus. At pili ito, napakadaling pakinggan, pero sino dito nakaka-relate, hindi madaling gawin. Baka sabi nga sa katabi mo, sa tingin mo, kayang-kaya mo ba ito? Wherein Jesus is the focus. Sabi dyan, looking to Jesus. Guys, let me just remind you of the context. Let me just remind you of the background. They were being chased to death. They were being thrown out of their homes. Yung mga bahay nila, during this time, sinusunog. Pag nalaman na sila ay mananampalataya. Kinukuha yung mga anak pag nila ay nalaman na kristyano. Then, the author of the book would say, Looking unto Jesus. Si Jesus lang ang tignan mo. Really? Ganun ba kadali yun? Ganun ba talaga? Kasimple? Na sa lahat ng dinadaanan, lahat ng problema na meron ako, 
Kung ikaw yung isa sa mga mananampalataya during this time, at sasabihin mo lang sa akin, looking into Jesus, ganun lang ba talaga yun? Isaiah said, then done. And what are the things that make us not look towards Jesus Christ? Ano, ano yan? Bigyan ko ng mga stories sa scripture. Of course, yung isang alam na alam natin, yung kay Peter. When you were in the middle of uncontrollable things and events in life, it's so easy for us to be distracted and not focus on the author and the perfecter of our faith. Pag nasa gitna ka ng problema, sino dito nakaka-relate? Huwag na kayong umamin, sige, kung ayaw nyo, diwag. Ano iba sa isa pang reason? Pag marami kang blessing. Alala nyo si Ananias and Sophira, binanggit ko kanina sa Acts chapter 5. They were very blessed. And of course, the disciples said, o lahat naman na ng palataya, isipin nyo na lang pag ginawa natin to sa church. Ha? Kaya uh, iisipin mo rin talaga yung context. Eh. Alam nyo yung binaba ni, ng mga apostles during Acts chapter 5? Lahat ng mga members ng church, ibebenta nila lahat ng kanilang ari-arian, lahat ng kanilang bahay, at idodonate yung pinagbentahan sa church. Sino dito pag ginawa yun, member pa rin ng EFC? Honestly, I doubt. Sabi mo sa katabi mo, di nga. I really doubt. Then Ananias and Sophira basically went into the temple and gave the amount na pinagbentahan ng kanilang bahay, kailang sabi nila, sayang, ang ibigay lang natin kalahati, hindi naman nila malalaman kung magkano talaga eh. Hindi ko na itutuloy yung kwento, kasi binibigyan ko lang naman ng emphasis, ano yung mga bagay paminsan-minsan, kung hindi man lagi, ang nag-aalis sa atin, sa focus sa ating Panginoon. Blessings and burdens. So, ang ibig sabihin, hindi talaga yung sitwasyon. Kasi pwedeng pinagpapala ka, pero yung blessing ang nag-alis sa'yo. Sa focus kay Lord. O pwedeng na mo problema ka, yung problema yung nag-decide sa'yo, hindi muna ako. Mag-involve sa ministry or whatever. So, it's not actually the burden and the blessings talaga. Yun lang yung surface. It's how you perceive and see Jesus' involvement in your life. Amen. Naniniwala ka ba talaga na hindi lang siya ang tagapagligtas ng kaluluwa mo, kundi siya talaga ang tagapagligtas ng buhay mo? Looking unto Jesus. Sa Matthew chapter 17, di ba nang pumunta sila sa mountain, then nakita pagkagising ng tatlong disipulo, si Peter bila siya nagsalita, nakita niya si Elijah, si Moses, si Jesus Christ, then ang Diyos Ama, isang sabi ni, 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 ni Peter, pagpatayo tayo ng templo para kay Elijah, 
kay Moses, Elijah is a picture of man. Moses is a picture of, of the temple. And then God said, nawala bigla si Elijah at si Moses. And he said, this is my beloved son. Listen to him only. Amen. Marami nangyayari sa buhay natin. Pag sinabi bang focus kay Jesus Christ, ang ibig sabihin, lagi tayong nasa church. Ang ibig sabihin ba, lagi tayong uh, nag-umakanta, nag, nag nag-worship. No, no, no. Hindi lang ho ganun. Pag sinabi ho natin, it is a faith that is Jesus' focus. What you listen and what you entertain is what God is saying, not what the world says about you and your situation. Amen? Next. Emerging faith is this. Jesus is the focus. Pangalawa, emerging faith, joy is the foundation. Ulitin ko. Pag sinabi natin joy, hindi yan based on event. Hindi yan based on happenings. Happiness yun. Pag based on happenings. Pag sinabi natin joy, based yan sa paniniwala mo. Based yan sa pananampalataya na meron ka. Basahin natin. Ano sabi dyan? Ano sabi dyan? For the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. Kung ibig sabihin, hindi talaga nagsisinungaling ang Bible. When the scripture says, the joy of the Lord is our strength. It can be found in the book of Nehemiah chapter 8 verse 9. At uulitin ko, ano yung context ng Nehemiah? Kasi minsan, yung mga verses sa scripture, andaling ikot, andaling banggitin. And we claim it. But what was the context during the time of Nehemiah? The gates of Israel was destroyed. And they were building it. Ito matindi. Habang binibuild nila yung wall, nagbabanta yung mga kaaway na susugudin sila. Kaya ang sabi sa kanila ni Nehemiah, ito gagawin natin. Your right hand, ang hawak nyo, palakol, pala, o panggawa ng wall. Yung left hand ninyo, ang hawak ninyo, pana o espada. Why? Because while doing the offensive, you also need to be defensive. Sapagat yung kaaway, nasa paligid lang. And that was the context. So kung iisipin natin, ang hirap nun, di ba? Yung iniisip mo na paano mabubuhay, o paano bubuhayin yung pamilya mo, tapos iniisip mo rin, may mga problema na dapat harapin mo. Iniisip mo, paano maging mayaman, pero may gumukuha ng pera mo. Well, doing offense, you're also thinking of being defensive. And that was the context of Nehemiah. Kaya nang sinabi Nehemiah sa mga Israelita, nakakapagod, no? Tanong mo nga sa katabi mo, naranasan mo talaga yung mapagod. Hindi lang yung dahil 
dami mong ginawa, kundi yung napagod ka na sa buhay. Sino ito yung, 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 yung kahit papano naranasan nyo na yan o talagang, talagang life is so good? Hello? No? Yung, yung habang nagtatrabaho ka, may iniingatan ka, yung habang nagde-defense ka, kailangan mo rin mag-offense, yung habang may ginagawa, habang nagbabasketball ka, iniisip mo, ano kaya ang, uh, saan kaya kukuha ng combined tuition pay? Yung habang ginagawa mo to, may iniisip ka rin na iba. Quite tiring and exhausting. Tama? O ito sino nakaranas? Yung pagod na pagod ka, tapos pagsakay mo ng jeep, gusto mo nang mag-relax. Tapos yung driver ng jeep, laseng. Pa-uwi, pa ganun no? Yung imbis na nagre-relax ka na, nai-stress ka lalo. Nakakapagod, no? Ang sabi ni Nehemiah, while doing offense and defense, I'm pretty sure it's so exhausting. It is so tiring. But do you know where you get the strength? Then he mentioned Nehemiah chapter 8 verse 9. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Amen? Yung pag hindi mo na talaga alam kung anong gagawin mo, you sit down, you worship God, and you let His joy overtake your life, your heart, your mind, and you find yourself empowered, strengthened, and you are once again ready to face what life throws at you. Amen? And I want you to say this. The word joy, nanggaling yan sa letang kara. I mentioned this in our, of our glory night. Sino sa inyo excited pag binalik natin yung glory night? Yan. Nakaka-excite yung glory night. Parang mapalakpak lang kayo, tas wala naman kayo. No? May mga ganun, excited lang pero wala. <laughs> excited lang. Uy, excited ako. Pupunta ka ba? Hindi. Okay. <laughs> and I, I taught this once in our glory night. The word joy comes from the word kara. And kara means extend favor, lean towards, be favorably, dispose properly, the awareness of God's grace and favor. So meaning ang word na joy na ang ibig sabihin kara ay hindi nararanasan pag nasa safe and secured atmosphere ka. Hindi lang nararanasan pag ikaw ay provided o hindi yung joy. Ang ibig sabihin pala ng salitang joy comes from the word kara is you are aware of God's grace and favor in your life. Amen? Na pag ikaw may sakit, hindi ka nagpapasalamat at nagkakaroon ng kagalakan dahil may sakit ka. Na dahil alam mo, sa gitna ng karamdaman mo, si Lord magpapagaling. Hindi ka nagiging masaya dahil may karamdaman ka. Sa gitna ng karamdaman, nagiging masaya ka dahil alam mo ang Diyos. Hindi ka hahayaan. at magpabagaling sa'yo. Hindi ka nagiging masaya dahil wala kang pera. O tanungan tayo ng personal at literal. Sino dito talaga kaya pa rin masaya pag walang pera? 
Yung totoo. Mahirap, di ba? Pero ito, ang question, ang buhay mo talaga, laging may pera. So meaning, pag binasi mo doon ang kagalakan mo, pag-ups and downs talaga yan. Pero ang question, bakit kaya mo pa rin maging masaya kahit walang pera? You know why? Kasi aware ka sa grace ni Lord. Kasi aware ka sa fable ni Lord. Kasi aware ka na si Lord, hindi lang yung ikaw may ayaw na wala kang pera. Si Lord mismo ayaw na wala kang pera. Hello? Hindi lang yung ikaw ayaw mo na nahihirapan ka. Aware ka na si Lord mismo ayaw na nahihirapan ka. Aware ka na hindi lang alam mo na ayaw mo na ikaw ay may sakit. Aware ka na si Lord ayaw na may sakit ka. So the joy that made Jesus endure the cross, why? Because He knew in the middle of the journey, He was aware that the favor and the grace of God will never leave Him in spite of the situation. Amen. Lastly, lastly, Joint sure is the pro- Let me just share to you the verse. Have you this verse? For the joy that is set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. This is what I'm trying to say. Oh, my cross. Oh, my struggle. Oh, my pressures. Oh, my problems. Oh, my suffering. But at the end of the day, Jesus seated at the right hand of God. At the end of the day, kahit anong journey ang meron ka pagdating sa dulo, you are still more than conquerors. Amen? You are still super victorious. You are still a blessed man and women of God. Sabi sa 2 Timothy chapter 2, if I'm not mistaken, it's not written here. If you suffer with Him, you are also will be glorified with Him. In other words, kung naranasan mo yung mga problema, yung mga persecution, yung mga pagsubok, the only way for your faith to emerge is for you to realize at the end of the day, there will always be great Reward. Amen? Pag sinabi natin jointure, pinag-isa tayo kay Kristo. Ano ang ibig sabihin nun? Oo, naranasan niya yung suffering, pero He was glorified. Oo, baka maranasan mo yung suffering. Oo, meron kang mga problema. Oo, meron kang mga pressures sa buhay. Pero katulad ni Kristo, He did not end with pressure. He did not end being eaten by problems. He did not end being succumbed by persecution. He ended at the right hand of the throne of God. Amen? Guys, tignan mo yung katabi mo. Huwag abang problemado? Ha? 
o mukhang problema? Doon na lang ako sa problemado kaysa sa mukhang problema, no? <laughs> Our labor in love, always remember this, will never be in vain. Alam niyo ba yung, your labor is prone to being in vain? Ang akala ng iba, lahat ng pagpapagod mo ay hindi mawawala ng kabuluhan. Actually, meron mga pagpapagod na nawawala ng kabuluhan. The only thing na hindi na i-invain, ang sabi ng scripture, your labor in love, yung ginagawa mo yung bagay sa pamamagitan ng pag-ibig ng Diyos. Ang ginamit doon na love is agape, not phileo. It's the love of God. Ang mga bagay na ginagawa mo, ang basihan mo pag-ibig ng Diyos, kahit kailan, hindi mawawalan ng kabuluhan. Amen? Come on, let's all rise. Let's all rise. Thank you, Heavenly Father. sing the song yung kinanta rin kanina sa first service yung still let's sing the song still
Heavenly Father, in every storm, in every flood, you always rise above the storm and the blood. And you have said in your word that we are one with you. We also rise from every storm and every flood. I pray, Heavenly Father, for the joy that is not based on situation, the joy that is not based on problems, their blessings, the joy that is based on being aware that your favor and your grace will never leave us, will always be with us. And always remind us how good you are, how lovely and beautiful you are in our lives. We thank you, we honor you, in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen and amen.